What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Lily Talks and Resells. Today I'm going to do part two of the Twitter Q&A since I got more questions after I completed this last episode. So let's go ahead and get started. So at Flip Web Domains uh, asks, what's the ratio of completed sales via Buy It Now as against a good offer? So I would probably say most of my sales are from best offers that either I accept or that I submit to the a watcher or buyer. I would probably say maybe 75 to 80% of all my sales are uh, based off of an offer that either I receive or I give. And I would say the next 20 to 25% is usually stuff that sells for full price, which always makes me so happy. But um, I'm always open to a reasonable offer. Then at Baxter underscore flips says, what's the thought process behind this pricing strategy? So the thing is that there's always going to be people that are going to try to lowball you. So that's really the main reason why I list my items, especially if my items are in especially really good condition. Um, I try to include as many pictures as possible of the items so that there's less possibility uh, for a return. And also so that the buyer can see why it's worth the extra money. Um, but I always get offers. Usually, I again, I list about 5 to $10 more than the highest um, comp that I find. So I do that as a part of the strategy so that people can feel more compelled to send offers and things like that. So that's usually why I do it. And at... Jangala Designs, G-A-N-G-A-L-A Designs, how and when did you start flipping? So basically, in a sense, I've been selling since I was like seven, but actual reselling started about five years ago. Um, I started out by couponing. So I did extreme couponing. Uh, I started around the time my son was like a year old, which is I always kick myself for it because I could have saved so much money on diapers and wipes if I would have learned a year earlier. But um, I started out couponing uh, and I would buy a lot of stuff. Like I even got to a point where um, I was like the go-to person in my little town because it's like a very small town in California where it's like literally not even more than, I think, 50,000 people. Like very little town. Um and I used to extreme coupon, and I used to even get orders for diapers. Like, I would say, like, hey, like, I am going to start getting diapers next week. I'm taking orders of the sizes and this and that. Like, I would I would normally get, like, 30 to 40 boxes plus um, uh, every week that they had sales, and I would sell them. So that's kind of how I got my start in reselling. So I would resell my stockpile, and I would, basically, my profits would pay for the stuff that I would keep. Um, since reselling couponing stuff isn't high ROI, um, especially stuff like diapers and soaps, laundry detergent, like it's not high ROI, but it's stuff that will sell quickly. So I would always do it anyways, even though, um, even though it's not that high of our, of an ROI. Uh, then, uh, what happened was that about a year and a half ago, the couponing policy started to really change and they got way more strict. So it's like it was basically almost impossible to 
coupon to resell anymore. I still coupon when I buy my own personal stuff because there's no way in how I'm paying full price. But um, I can't really coupon to resell. And since I lived in a rural area at the time, there's only two targets in my area. I can't be wasting gas going to and from each target just to get two items in each trip. It just was not feasible. I was wasting more money on gas than I would get back in ROI. So I just decided to stop. Um, and then I started looking into eBay. I remember I saw a video from Gary V um, suggesting that you go to the Craigslist free section and grab some shit and just sell it, right? And that you can make a quick 10, 15, 20 bucks um, or more um, off of the item you got for free. So I started doing that. Oh, my God. I remember that I once got a desk. Um, I'm freaking crazy. I got a desk. And I don't know how in the hell I managed to put it in my car all by myself. It was so funny. Like, I was laughing like crazy. Like, it was just completely just hilarious. That I just, I, I got so crazy that I would literally put a desk in my car by myself. Yeah, I'm a little insane sometimes. But, um, yeah, so I started doing that, and then I started, you know, sourcing at Ross. But then again, I lived in a very rural town, so there was, like, literally only one Goodwill and literally one Ross. Like, there was, re there was really not many of a chance to actually source and scale a business, although it, it was good to make, like, a few extra two $300 on the side, but it wasn't really all that scalable. I had I had to drive at least 45 minutes to an hour to actually go somewhere where it's like, okay, I can source at two, three, four, or five stores and see if I could do something. What I did one time, though, is I did drive a whole hour away from town to go yard sailing, and I found some pretty cool stuff. But again, it's like I can't be driving all the way out there every time I want to source. It's just too time-consuming. It's already, it's it's just two hours of driving at the very least. So it was just too much. So um, then a lot of stuff happened in my personal life and I was dealing with a depressive episode and I just, because I wanted to scale my reselling business, I'm like, there's no way I can do that here. California was starting to get really expensive. So I just decided to move to Texas. And so I'm here now. I've been living here for just another year. I'm just, I'm about to be a year in the middle of this month living here. And, um, here, well, obviously there's, it's a giant city. So it's like, there's Goodwills all over the place. There's thrift stores all over the place. There's Ross, Marshalls, TJ Maxx, like there's everything everywhere. So I've been able to scale the business a lot more now, um, as opposed to living over there. But basically that's kind of how I got my start. Uh, reselling and honestly I love it and uh, like I said it's something I've been doing since I was little I remember when I was seven I used to sell my drawings to the kids in the neighborhood for like 10 15 cents at uh, 25 cents and I I mean I made some decent cash off of that but that was just kind of um, it hit me and it hit me just recently that it's like holy shit like I've always had an entrepreneurial mind uh, I've always been a very entrepreneurial person and looking back at my childhood I was like only an entrepreneurial kid would do that. Like, sell my horse drawings to the kids in the neighborhood and actually make cash off of that. It's so funny. Um, because I am a very good freehand drawer. Like, I am not good at drawing things, like, from the top of my head. But I'm really good at, for example, if I print out a page 
and I freehand draw it. Like, I'm pretty good at that. So I would do that a lot. Um, I remember my best-selling... I forgot what the name of the Pokemon is, but it's that, that one horse that has, like, fire, like, a fire mane and tail. I forgot the name of it, but it's a horse, and I remember I did a, I did a freehand drawing of that, and oh my god, it came out so badass, and I was, like, seven or eight at the time. Uh, I don't know where it is. I lost it. I don't know. I probably sold it. But yeah, that's, that's kind of how it kind of hit me, and like, oh shit, like, I'm an entrepreneurial person, and... I just love the thrill of the hunt. I love the thrill of finding something for $5 that I know it's worth 50 And I, I just love it. I love it that much. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so this concludes the last of the few questions that I got on Twitter. Um, and let me know what you guys think uh, on Twitter, which is at Lily Resells. I also have a YouTube channel, which is Lily Resells as well. And I also have a TikTok account, which is Lily Resales. I'm actually trying to get more consistent with creating content. So I'm going to go ahead and continue my efforts. So let me know what you guys think, and I'll see you guys later. Bye, guys.